Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I am joined once again by Derek Nickel. What's up, Derek? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. T- a little tired. A little yeah. tired. Was in New York City the last couple of days, mm-hmm. as you know. Yeah. So, um, I think the f- so the first day I uh, I did an impromptu like five mile walk without stopping. Just because my original plans, I hauled butt all the way up, and then my plans didn't work out, and then I had to walk all the way back. <laughs> Where? So, what were you going? What were you going to New York for? Like, what? What, what took you out? So, there? AJ has had to go for work. Okay, and uh, I just decided to go along with because I felt like it. Of course, and why wouldn't you? Yeah, I know. I have a wife that has to travel for work. Oh, bummer. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's cool. Where? Uh, what part of town were you all in? Oh, we were in the Diamond District, like right between Madison and Fifth. Oh, okay. Off of uh, 40, 46th. Okay. Really- for some local references there for people. Yeah, you uh, you were hanging out in Uncut Gems territory. <laughs> Un- yes, exactly, Uncut Gems territory. That's what I thought the entire time I was walking around. I was like, oh, maybe I'll walk by an alley and see Adam Sandler getting the piss kicked out of him. <laughs> Probably. Um, uh, or that- the real world equi- equivalent. <laughs> Did you guys, uh, how long were you in town? I got there Thursday. I got there Thursday, uh-huh. and then um, was there all day Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. and then came back Sunday last night, last evening. Left at okay. like six. Got in it, you know, whatever. Cool. Were so. you guys? Yeah, uh, were you staying in that same part of town as well? Like, mm-hmm. in the, okay, cool. That's that's awesome. Yeah, we were staying in the Diamond District because she does. Uh, she works for her stuff is all like gemstones and minerals uh-huh. and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, so we're staying close by her work, which is happens to be in that area. So, yeah, it was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, they sh- if if we were still in that that uh, that um, five dollar DVD mashup bin at Walmart and Target era, they mm-hmm. could totally pair um, uncut gems with the righteous gemstones. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that those- would be that would be a five dollar DVD box pairing. It's like the replacements, uh, the longest yard, yeah. and then they go like the the OG longest yard. Yeah, I used to man back when DVDs were like the only way to watch stuff. I used to love those bins. Those are the best. Yeah. I got the entire the entire Dirty Harry series, uh-huh. and up until that point, yeah, and the entire Lethal Weapon series for five bucks each, yep. like, on the same day. I just, I walked into, Target was the best for that. Walmart and Target, they mm-hmm. were the best for that. Yeah, it was great. I uh, got, like, the the entire Friday series in one mm-hmm. DVD. I got, I like, that too. in, like, an Adam Sandler collection, which had, like, uh, three Billy of, Madison. yeah, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Gilmore and, like, yep. one of the other Big ones, like, Daddy. Little Nicky or Big Daddy. Yeah, yeah actually, Big Daddy, and Big there's Daddy. always, then there's always one dud, and it's, like, <laughs> Little Nicky. Yeah, or, like, that one where he plays, uh, where he plays twins. <laughs> yeah. Fraternal twin yeah. that nobody asked for. Jack and Jill or something. Yeah, like that. that movie is Everybody so was bad. like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, what's happening okay? here? <laughs> are you all right? Yeah. Do we need to talk? I'm here. <laughs> did you um did you eat anything cool in New York? Dude, I had handmade, I had like fresh made from scratch gnocchi while I was there. Mm. And let me those tiny little pillows of pasta were just the most wonderful things That's I awesome. think I ate. Uh the rest of it, I had some good burgers. Well, I mean, it's just it's Irish pub territory over mm-hmm. there. So it's like over here in California, we're like, seafood is our mm-hmm. thing. Irish pubs are like the jam over there. Mm-hmm. And it's just burgers and cool. all good stuff. Let's see. What did we eat? We ate there. The, the hard problem is that we wanted to eat stuff while we were there that we can't get 
here mm-hmm. in San Diego, you know, and that's kind of hard because New York's a big food town and people travel right. there specifically to eat styles of cuisine that they can't get at home, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I live in San Diego, which is also a giant food town. <laughs> so it's like, it's kind of, it makes it kind of hard because we were like, well, everything that's here, we've kind of had already. So we figured we, we found some little spots and kind of went, mm-hmm. it was good. It was cool. good. Yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, when I went to New York uh, a couple, man, months ago now, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like some of the most New York stuff I ate was like, you know, like a like a street hot dog or like, you know, that type of stuff so, or like New York pizza. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't have the street dog. Uh-huh. I just forgot about it while I was there. Yeah. I was so busy mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I just I just lost track of it. Um for sure. So that's for next time because we're going to have to go again. And so this trip was kind of – it was a fun initial because we both – I've never been mm-hmm. and neither has she. So it was our both first like the Big Apple experience. And yeah. now we're like, okay, now we know exactly what we want to do next time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining you guys are like walking up and down the streets as like <laughs> – as like like kitschy like Muzak is playing. Like, how did you know the Sanford and me, the Sanford and Absolutely, you guys are you guys are doing this, looking up and down the streets, looking up at the skyscrapers, pointing at stuff up high with a big foldable map. Oh, like the biggest, the OG, like U.S. roadmaps map, like the one, the original, the first one they ever made that has all the maps. Yeah. yeah, it's a map on the front and Atlas on the back. <laughs> there's a, a there's an almanac for some reason. Yeah, exactly, a glossary of terms. Um, yeah, no, that Yeah, exactly. Why we don't know. We don't know. Uh, uh, that's no. That's really cool, man. Um, yeah, I like fun. I like New York to visit, and I can't I can't wait to go back again. We found some really great. The the highlight of the trip, honestly, was finding some really kick ass cocktail bars. Yeah, that's cool. That was the best. That was honestly, truthfully, the best. But yeah, it was all good. Cool. What did you, uh, What were you, What did you do this week? I do this week. Um, I got my car back, which was being fixed uh, this I week. I didn't know you lost it. I, <laughs> I didn't lose it. I willfully hand, handed it over to the... Oh, to you the, didn't uh, misplace it on the street somewhere? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my car was... I drive a Subaru, and they... Um, uh, we're both part of the Subaru Club. We're both part of the Subaru Club. And um, I was having some transmission issues. Um, mm. And luckily... Um, well, depending on how you slice it, but apparently the issue I was having was with a part of the transmission called the valve body, and nope. that's a like a common thing with Subarus. And so what they did with my specific year of Subaru is they extended my factory warranty from five years, sixty thousand miles to ten years, a hundred thousand miles. Oh, dang, son! <laughs> Which is great. And I was just in—I was well it's about as long as you're going to keep the car, <laughs> right? I was like well <laughs> under. The, the mileage, uh, I'm like at like 50,000 miles, but I was this close to the 10 year because my car is a 2013. So like, if, if, no way, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. So if I, if it had gone one more year before this problem, like I would have been out of the warranty, but luckily it Dude. happened and I got it all fixed and, and taken care of and it's, it's great. But I, I finally got the car back a couple of days ago and it has been great. Uh, <laughs> so you're back in mobile then. How does it feel? I feel great. You know, I got a new lease on life and He's I'm uh, back in the saddle again. <laughs> yeah. The boys are back in town. Back in town. <laughs> exactly. Um so yeah, man, I uh other than that, uh just keeping it light. Uh some DJ gigs here and there, but um yeah, cool. just thankful to have the car back for sure. Good, for sure. Yeah, it, it sucks not being mobile. It 
does. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Especially living the, in the, California. Dude, yeah, where we have to drive to get mm-hmm. places. Yes. Like it, yeah, that was the one thing I really appreciated about living. It's ev- the thing I appreciate about every time I go to a big metropolitan city mm-hmm. area. It's just how everything's right there. Mm-hmm. We were walking around and I was like, yeah, if we, cause we're, we're those cup, we're that couple every time we, we go somewhere, we're like, could we move here? Mm hmm. Could we like li- li- feasibly live here? Would we like to live here? Mm-hmm. And the one thing I told her when we, I was like, when we move, if we moved here, we would just sell the cars. Yeah. Like there's no re- there's no point in having one. <laughs> yeah, it would probably be very expensive to have a car and live in the city at the same time. Oh, park it and never park. use it. Yeah, that would be extremely expensive. That you may as well just light money on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you're better off. Uh, you're it's better much more off. entertaining to do that. You'll stay warm, so it actually serves a purpose. <laughs> um, shall we uh, dive into some movie stuff? You know what? I think we should. Okay. Seeing as how that's the point of the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we are, of course, here to talk about Moon Knight this week. But before we get to that, mm-hmm. um, let's just go through some of these movie headlines. And we can talk about um, the stuff that's happened this week since uh, we last talked. Um, right. Let's start with... Oh, okay. Let's start with this. Uh, Florence Pugh and Harry Styles are in a movie together. Oh, it's a yes, psychological thriller called Don't Worry, Darling. Yes. Mm. Chris Pine's in it, too. Oh, he is. Uh, let's look at this cast here. Um, Harry Styles, Jimmy Chan from Eternals is in this. Um, I love Chan. Kiki Lane from The Old Guard. Did you, did you ever watch The Old Guard? Is that the one with Charlize mm-hmm. Theron, and she's got the mm-hmm. weird axe, and they're all like immortal beings mm-hmm. that are also hitmen for some reason? Mm-hmm. No, I did not see that. I passed on that one. But <laughs> AJ doesn't come back until tomorrow morning, and I'm going to be watching movies for the rest of the day, so <laughs> that sounds like it just made the list. Yeah, it's 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 fine. Um, it, it, it's 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 more boring than anything, um, but it's it's fine. It's fine. It's a fine movie. Um, <laughs> it's more boring then I would love to see that flashed on like a movie trailer as like the, the like the like Rotten Tomatoes like best like clip like review. It's like it's more boring than anything. <laughs> yeah, more than anything, it is boring. <laughs> Which is the cardinal sin of a movie. You, at the very least, be entertaining. Like mm-hmm. on the flight back, I hadn't seen Aquaman, so I decided oh. to sit back because I had six hours. So I was like, ah. I, I watched Aquaman and Bill and Ted Face the Music, violently opposite. Violent opposite moods. <laughs> yep, but very fun. Very fun in their own right, nonetheless. Aquaman had the same. Like Aquaman, I will say it was bad, mm-hmm. but I was. At, I at least had a pretty fun time. Yeah, yeah. No, that that movie's like, fine. It didn't suck. No, it was no, just it's like, fine. It was like, where are you going with this movie? Like, what? But it's like the time. I feel like it as I was trying. It feel like it exactly the way I was trying to pass a homeless guy on the street in New York. I'm like, what? Where, where are you going? Mm-hmm. Like, where, where are you going with this? Because he was trying to like get in my way, and I'm trying to get him. Like, where, where are you going, buddy? Like, mm-hmm. like just pick a lane and stick with it. That's kind of what I felt with Aquaman. It was like, where are you going with this? Where are we? Ha- oh, we're headed here. I don't. Oh, this is not good territory. Yep. <laughs> but it was still entertaining. Yeah. No, I I didn't mind. Um... Make a bad movie, just don't make it boring. That's my like. <laughs> I I hear you. I I didn't mind um, the first Aquaman um, at all. Really, okay. I thought it, it was fine. It's you know it's 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 not if offensive in any real way no. like it's not offensive to my intelligence it's fine no no it doesn't treat me like an idiot yeah. but I will say that the one thing that made me laugh was that how did how did most of the real sets still manage to look fake than the CGI sets yeah yeah that was my only like I was just laughing the entire time like mm-hmm. how does this real life like I know someone took the time to build this mm-hmm. and like 
con- construct it, right? Mm-hmm. So how on earth does it look fake, more fake than when we're underwater? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that, it's almost like a, it's like a damning with faint praise. It's like, man, you guys really accomplished something here. <laughs> yeah, was it good? Yeah, no, it was not. Um, was it good? No. Yeah. No, it was not. You should wipe that smile off your face. You should not be proud, sir. Yeah. Um, this uh, uh, Don't Worry Darling, or whatever it's called, uh, is directed by uh, Olivia Wilde, I just saw. So that's cool. Cool. Uh, and, uh, she's in it, too. She's in it, apparently. Okay, a brief plot here. In the film, Alice and Jack are lucky to be are lucky to be living the idealized in the idealized community of Victory, uh, is the name of the town. The experimental company town housing uh, the men who work for the top secret Victory project and their families. Oh, okay. There's nothing shady about that. Uh, no, definitely not a problem when corporations are in charge. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's ever gone wrong in history yeah, because of it. They're like people. They have our best interests at heart. Um, of course, yes, they're totally they're, soulful, and yeah. they don't, and they value human life, and they should be treated as such by the law. Um, <laughs> the 1950s societal optimisms espoused by their CEO Frank, equal parts corporate visionary and motivational life coach, anchors every aspect of daily life in the tight knit uh, desert utopia. While the husbands spend every day inside the Victory Project headquarters, working on the development of progressive materials. Uh, their wives, including, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm certain that means uh, alien technology. Their of wives, course. including Frank's elegant partner, Shelly, played by Jimmy Chan, uh, get to spend their time enjoying the beauty, luxury, and debauchery of their community. Life is perfect uh, with every resident's needs met by the company. All they ask in return is discretion and unquestioning commitment to the victory cause and your eternal soul. Just kidding. That that last part I added in there. <laughs> also your three firstborn children. Yeah. But when cracks in their, identi- in their idyllic life uh, begin to appear, of course they do, uh, exposing flashes of something much more sinister lurking beneath the attractive facade, because of course there is, Alice can't help questioning exactly what they're doing in victory, of course, wouldn't any sane person and why just how much is alice willing to lose to expose what's really going on in this paradise um additional cast includes nick kroll sydney chandler kate berlant asif ali douglas smith timothy simons and ariel Stachel. all right i'm into that it's something i'll see um yeah yeah why not i saw the trailer i watched the trailer without the um Thought the sound earlier yeah. today. Mm-hmm. It looks fine. Cool. Yeah. Florence Pugh. It's got a great cast. Yeah, it does. I'll watch it. I want to watch it specifically just because of the cast. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yeah, and Olivia Wilde directing is is, is intriguing to yeah. me. Yeah, and to see what she can do as a director. For sure. And I, I, is this the project that she met Harry Styles on, and that's why they started hooking up? Probably. Oh, well, then that's another reason to watch this movie. <laughs> to see if there's any, like, <laughs> unplanned Spot. sexual tension. Between sit the there, sit. There it is. Yeah. That was the uh, moment. That was the moment. <laughs> that's the spark right there. Um, At 1.22 in the movie. <laughs> uh, Fast X got a new director. Did you see this? It did. I did see that. Um, apparently, Justin Lin left because Vin Diesel is, and I'm putting it in quotes, too difficult on set. Yeah, strange. I would have Shocker. never expected that yeah. from Vin Diesel. No, he seems like such an easygoing, low-grade guy. Mm-hmm. Definitely not somebody that's super full of himself and thinks that he needs to be, uh, you know, bigger, bigger, he's a little bit too big for his britches, mm-hmm. right? Yep, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not his britches. His wife beaters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. His so fully white, bleached white, and starched <laughs> wife beaters. 
<laughs> exactly. Um, he has uh, Justin Lin has been replaced by one of the guys who did uh, Incredible Hulk, the Transporter, and Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I like the Transporter. Oh, not so much the Incredible Hulk. It's but... Louis uh, Louis Leterrier. I've seen him yeah. do stuff. Yeah, his stuff's good. Yeah, he's yeah. It's here's the thing. He's not. I use the term good. And I just mean it like that. He's not amazing. He's good. No, yeah. He's, and, he's effective. Yeah, and he did The Incredible Hulk and Transporter, which he had, I mean, both of those movies have some really cool, like, action sequences Transporter in them. Transporter launched Jason Statham's entire acting career. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, into his, not just his, like, acting career, but his, like, action acting career. Yep. And like, that was his big deal. 100%. And The Incredible Hulk has some really cool action sequences in it, especially the opening sequence. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's some really good stuff in it. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. He can make a competent action movie, so I'm I'm super I'm super down. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about him stringing an action movie together. That's exactly why you hire him is if you go, oh, I, we need somebody last minute to like make a competent movie and have all the building blocks there and perfect. Leterrier is your, pers- is your perfect option. He's just He can step in and be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Hundred percent. So, oh, with, we, with confidence, we have a bit of a plot description here. This might uh, oh, do we? be interesting. Please, uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, based on the characters created by Gary Scott Thompson, the latest installment took the family around the globe. Sorry, sorry. What you gotta say it right? The family, family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, around the globe from London to Tokyo, from Central America to Edinburgh, and from a secret bunker in uh, Azerbaijan to the teeming streets of Tbilisi. What is that? Tbilisi? I don't know what that is. Belize? No, it's like a, it starts with a T. I don't know. Oh, how's it spelled? T B I L I S I. I don't know how to say that. Tbilisi? 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 I don't know. Well, you know what, listeners, get at us if you know how to pronounce this. Please let us know. It's Brazilian or Chinese or something Neither. weird. <laughs> along along the way, old friends. Better in a bathroom at a Kmart. <laughs> uh, along the way, old friends will be resurrected. Old foes will return. History will be rewritten, and the true meaning of family what? will be tested like never before. So it's almost are certainly they time, doing travel. time travel. <laughs> they are. They have to be. Oh my god. Yep. It's time traveling. Oh my god, I'm freaking out. Yeah, it's 100% This is going to be so good. It's 100%. <gasps> what if they go back in time and keep Paul Walker from dying? They're going to try. They're <laughs> God the damn it, they're going to try. God damn it, we're going to try. Yeah. <laughs> Get me my extra tight wife beater. That's a really bad Vin Diesel. That's like between Sylvester Stallone and Vin Diesel. I got them I got them blended up there. Yep. Uh, All right, well, that sounds fun. Time travel. Hell yeah, man, I'm on board. I'm super down. Uh, uh, and, and They already did my thing. They took him to space. Yeah. I was happy about that. And and to be fair, uh, the precedent for uh, automotive-driven uh, time travel has been established with Back to the Future. It's been strong since the 80s. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, there's definitely precedent for it, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Put Turn all those cars into time machines. I'm super down. Please. Please. Um, Put Doc Emmett Brown (laughs) in this movie. That would be amazing. I or Michael J. Fox or the two of them Mm -hmm. don't even reference that it's that it's them. Just have them play like the dudes that are the scientists that are like, so we strap time travel like quantum, you know, quantum time, whatever displacement units onto your cars, and it's just Michael J. Fox and um, and uh, Christopher Lloyd. Mm 
you have them to be the two like scientist technicians that are like doing the walk, like the walk and talk. Mm -hmm. And that's all you have to do. Mm -hmm. God, that would be so good. I I think what they're going to do for this movie is I think they're going to borrow heavily from uh, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. I I think it's going like one of these five Vin Diesel's (laughs) all fighting five Jason Statham's. (laughs) I think what they're going to do is the the, whoever the villain is in this movie is going to get a a hold of this time travel tech and they're going to go and like bring (gasps) back uh, the villains that have died and like. At, from their like different parts in the timeline, and then uh, and then they're gonna be like, you can't do that. That's gonna destroy the fabric of reality. So they so then the good guys, the family, go back in time and get all their fallen yep. comrades. Keep going and send it, it it's to send all the bad guys back. But then they gotta send the good guys back too, and they can have one right. final here's goodbye. The th- here's the thing: the good guys somehow get stuck or lost. And then it's Vin Diesel strapping up like Cap at the end of Infinity, <laughs> at the end of Endgame, and then you hear the crackle in his ear of an "on your left" <laughs> moment, and then the family comes walking out of time portals. It's going to happen. Oh, uh, I think you mean I think you now? mean driving through time, portals? driving through time portals. Excuse me. <laughs> God, I'm so sorry. I forgot what genre I was in yeah. uh, or what movie You forget yourself, about. sir. I forget. I do. I'm so sorry, my good man. I apologize. Um, please, no pistols at dawn. Um, dude. <sighs> um, the amount of endorphins that just ended, entered my body listening to that description, just I cannot tell you what that just it, did for it's me. It's going to be great. It's uh, going to be great. And is this going to be – this is the last one, right? I believe so. It, it has okay. to be. There's nothing left well, then, for them to do. Well, then you know what do. we need to do? <laughs> yeah. We need to do a weekly regular – wrap-up episode like 100 oh have to like a date like night of uh, yeah do a special like episode that's night of do on the release like 100%. go see the release and then just record i'm super down for that let's do it that um, would be awesome in other universal news uh peacock the streaming service has announced the most pointless streaming service <laughs> of all exactly is uh they have announced three original their first three original films that they're oh, going to do they? um cool. the first one is shooting stars um it's a LeBron James biopic. Oh, about LeBron James's life. I was wondering when we were going to see a movie about him. Mm-hmm. We're getting it. It's called Shooting Stars. Um, we're getting a movie called Praise This. Uh, it hails from Girls Trip producer Will Packer. Gospel Choir. Um, looking starring Chloe Bailey as the newest member of a community church's choir, who pushes her members in a Bam. hipper musical direction. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, so she comes in to shake up the old fuddy duddy. Yeah, it's it's Sister yeah. Act. It's the Fighting Temptations. It's it's a it's, feel good choir. It's going to be a blend of Sister Act, Fighting Temptations, Pitch Perfect, yes. and any other mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yep. Cool. And then a movie called The Killer. Um, uh, That's pretty on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> celebrated action. I wonder what he does <laughs> or she. <laughs> uh, celebrated action auteur John Wee makes his or maybe it's John Woo. They meant to. Did they say John Wee? Yeah, it says it's John Wee. Yeah, perhaps they it's probably John meant John Wu. <laughs> Although I would love to know who this John Wee is. I'm gonna look this up because I don't. If there I is a John Wee, I don't want to. I don't want to diss him. Well, if there's a John Wee, I don't want to diss him. But now I need to know if he's suppo- if he's a lauded action director. How do I not know this person? I know. Let me see. IMDb. John Wee. How's it? Is it J O H N? It's just J O H N Wee. There's a John Wee, and he's a cinematographer. Uh-huh. There's a John Weeks, and he's an art department for like the Hunger Games and stuff. Uh-huh. But I'm looking at the cinematographer. I don't. I'm looking at the cinematographer as well. 
Yeah, I don't think that that's who they're talking about. I think this is the one. I think they meant John Woo. (laughs) He has the word short comes up in his credits a lot. Okay. And that's not something that, like, tells me that that's a lot at action. Earlier in the article, they said John Woo and they spelled it correctly. So, cool. (laughs) That makes more sense. John Woo makes way more sense. (laughs) Um, uh, John Woo makes his directorial comeback with uh, with this film, The Killer, uh, which he will reimagine and serve as director. So, uh, maybe it's a remake of a a movie called The Killer. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. See if that exists. Excuse me, I apologize if you overheard my burp into the microphone, no, listeners. That was really gross. That was very unintentional and very unprofessional. Um, let's see. Titles. There's The Killer, and then there's Les Samurai, a.k.a. The Killer from oh, 1967. That's probably All it. right, this is probably what it is. Mm-hmm. Let's see what he's doing. Tell us about it. Oh, this looks fun. Mm-hmm. Um, after professional hitman Jeff Costello is seen by witnesses, his efforts to prove to provide himself an alibi drive him further into a corner. So he's a hitman that gets seen by witnesses and trying to avoid the cops, he just keeps getting himself in more hot water. Okay. If this is it, sounds good. Uh sounds it's good a to me. it's a French film. Ah, okay. Well now I'm gonna have to watch this. <laughs> Now I gotta watch it. Now I now I know what I'm watching tonight. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys, we had to take a break there real quick. Um, Zoom decided to give us 40 minutes, and then we couldn't figure it out. Um, <clears throat> anyway, now you're all cut up. Yep. Uh, so we're talking about Peacock, and they're coming out with their first three original movies, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, I don't per- per- personally, I don't really use the service. I, we got it for the Olympics because I needed to watch the Olympics. I love my bobsledding and my skeleton mm-hmm. and my biathlons. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of clunky. Like this, it, the, it doesn't quite like stream correctly. Mm. The, the only other show that I want on it is like Parks and Rec and it's just not, you know, it's just not enough. So we'll see how the movies do. I hope they're good Yeah, because that would be a reason. It would be really nice if they got their compatibility, but like fixed their compatibility and then also... Like, if they had, like, really good movies, that would mm-hmm. be a reason why I would keep it around. Yeah. Totally. Which we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, hopefully the movies good luck are to good. Them. Yeah, good Good luck to them. And I sincerely mean that. I'm not <laughs> yeah. being glib. Like, yeah. You know, like, no, I agree. I, I, I'm, I will always take more good movies. <laughs> yeah, we need the, the – yeah. If the, the, more, the more good content that gets out there, the more good content gets created because the ideas just keep getting better. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. Totally. But yeah, um, good luck, Peacock. Yep. Um, uh, okay, so Avatar, the Way of Water sequel, has uh, shared some images. The movie no one asked for. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this movie is going to be huge. It's um, going to be so big. It is. Um, and he's doing it in 3D again because mm-hmm. he has not stepped into a movie theater and realized that 3D is dead. <laughs> yeah. I think... Uh, I think they're going to make a ton of money on this, uh, especially because they're re-releasing uh, the first Avatar in IMAX to yes, get people are. excited about this. I haven't seen it in maybe 10 years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I haven't watched it in maybe 10 years. Okay, yeah. I, w- I want to watch it again soon. That movie. I need to re- th- I say that. Yeah. I just realized that. That wasn't like a thing. That wasn't like a brag and be like, I've avoided it for, you know, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Aren't I cool? Yeah, aren't I cool? Bow before me. Yeah. Um, 
But no, I, I said that because I realized like, oh my gosh, it's been that long. And then I realized like immediately I was like, I have to rewatch it now. Mm-hmm. Because, oh my gosh, yeah, if it's been if it's been that long, I, I'm not going to know what's going on if I walk into the second one, <laughs> even though it is supposed to take 10 years after the first one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, no, totally. I haven't watched it in a while either. I um, I want to watch it again. I, I have an affinity for like that, just like the the world and like the sort of the design of it. Like I really like that look. I The aesthetic to it is really cool. Yeah. And the art design is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite is Stephen Lang. That's who my affinity is allegiances to. Yeah. Masks! <laughs> yeah. Masks on. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of that movie. It's um, so good. Just with the scars up the head and the no-nonsense, like, they mm-hmm. will kill you. Like, his character, he just, like, oh, he embodies that. His character is so fun. Mm-hmm. I love Stephen Lang. He's great. <laughs> yeah. No, he's awesome. Um, let's look at some of these photos. Yeah. Uh, can you see my screen? Oh, yeah, dude. There we go. All right. It works so much better now that we pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything is right at the snap of my <laughs> fingers. Um, so we got Jake Sully in Avatar form looks and their like kids. here. We got some Natiri and their kids, I think. Yeah. We got some boat stuff happening. Some underwater photon. That ain't no boat. What That's is it? It's a creature. Oh, is it a creature? Yeah, it's a whale, dude. Oh, I thought that was the underside of a boat. <laughs> no, that's a big old whale. Oh, nice. Um, and then what they're sitting on in the next in the next photo over is them probably sitting on some sort of like dolphins or sharks or something like that mm. because you can see the braid is going into uh, one of the little connectors, the gotcha. USB plug. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, all right. I'm cool. I'm into this. Um, some yeah. kind of water war or something. <clears throat> I'm into it. I joke that we didn't want the movie, but I'm not like mad it's being made. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of confused as to why it took them so long. Right. But I'm sure once I see it from the first frame, I'll be like, oh. <laughs> now I understand why it took I so long. I get it. <laughs> James Cameron, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should trust you. I should. <laughs> um, uh, the next story I have here is a Marvel story. Um, and it's a... Yeah. Oh, man. We are... Man, uh, Julie is very familiar with the Marvel, like, <laughs> the Stinger theme song now. <laughs> It'll wake me up out of my sleep. I'm like, what? Who's, what's playing? What are we watching? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so good. <laughs> what a great theme. Um, uh, so the Marvel 20, 2023 uh, release schedule is shifting around. Um, yes. The big change is that the Marvels, um, which I believe is functioning as a sequel to Cap- Captain Marvel, it is. And, yes, uh, it's, the, it's the Captain Marvel direct sequel. Cool. Um, <clears throat> so the Marvels and Ant Man the Wasp, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania have swapped places. The Marvels, mm-hmm. uh, which was originally set to release on February seventeenth, twenty twenty three, will release on July twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. Meanwhile, Ant Man three has been moved up from the July date to February seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, there's any any speculation why you think that happened? Something changed in the timeline for with the move with the movies, and the one story worked better to fit mm-hmm. with a post credit sequence, probably, oh. and with some little bit of like tweaker reshoots. Uh huh. I get that. Uh, that's my that's my guess. That's my guess. It fits the yeah. That they makes swapped sense. them because one story fit better than the other for a recent overall arching change that they probably made. For something that's coming later on down the line. Yeah, that that's probably what it is. Um, my thought process was maybe that um, uh, the Marvels is just going to take longer than they expected, in terms of like yeah. 
the CGI, and they're like, yeah, let's let's give ourselves let's give ourselves some more time on this. Your CGI is looking like carnage right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I, what you said is much more interesting. So let's go with yeah. that. Um, uh, I hope so. It's more conspiratorial, which is more, which is just more fun. Yeah, for everybody. narratives are fun to push. They are. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Anna de Armas uh, from the yeah, Bond she's movie getting the, and uh, John Wick prequel. Yeah, right? she's getting a John or sequel or spinoff, shoot-off, spinoff, spinoff, reboot. Yeah, all of them. Ballerina. Now that multiverses are a thing everywhere, mm-hmm. <gasps> a John Wick multiverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is yeah. This I'm sorry, my brain just exploded as it should. Um, uh, this eighteen John Wicks. Yeah, this is going to be essentially female-led John Wick, and I'm very here for it. Uh, Ballerina focuses on a young female assassin who seeks revenge against the people who killed her family. It will be directed by Lynn Wiseman. Uh, of uh, yeah. he directed. He, I think he's he, he's done like a bunch of the uh, Underworld movies, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe so. I'll look him up right uh-huh. now. I got it. Um, and the movie will will be overseen by James Myers for Lionsgate. The spinoff is produced by um, a bunch of producers, including Keanu Reeves and Chad Stahelski from the John Wick team. Oh, uh, do you want to know his top, his top credits sure. on IMDb, sure. what he's known for? Uh-huh. He wrote Underworld. Okay. Produced Total Recall, the reboot. Mm-hmm. Produced Underworld Evolution and Underworld Awakening. Okay. He also wrote some of them. Um, he's Oh, he's producing the Sin City TV series. Oh, very Ooh, interesting. That, with his sensibilities as a producer, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I do like that. Um, oh, he, he's, he executive produced the failed Swamp Thing. Not failed because it was bad. They just didn't give it a, a good run. Right. But I liked it, the failed Swamp Thing DC show. Oh, from okay. 2019. Gotcha. He did a good job. That would have been a really cool show if it had been allowed to like actually take off. Yeah, I w- that would have been interesting. Um, that would, yeah, I would have loved to see that. Swamp Thing's a Swamp Thing's a character that like he occupies a really interesting space mm-hmm. in comics. Yeah, and I, oh, it'd be interesting. I, it'd be interesting to see people have to deal with Swamp Thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Apparently, I, so I didn't know we were getting this, but um, uh, we're getting John Wick Chapter 4, uh, which is currently in post-production yeah. and is slated to hit theaters March 24th, uh, 2023. Three wasn't done. Yeah, that's true. Lawrence Fishburne screwed him over so bad. That's true. I need to rewatch three, it. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Morpheus. You's going to die. Uh, they're also working on a prequel series called The Continental about the hotel, which is interesting. It's cool. Uh-huh. I just don't want it to be overdone. Yeah, totally. It's my only thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, please just don't overdo it. That's my only request. Like, don't oversaturate it. Mm-hmm. Just keep me wanting just a little bit more, right? Right. Just be my junkie dealer. Just keep giving me, like, little hits. <laughs> yeah. String like, like, ooh, there's a piece of candy. Ooh, a <laughs> ooh, piece of candy. Piece of candy. <laughs> ooh, a piece of candy. Exactly. Um, ooh, keep me doing that until you, like, and then just don't oversaturate. That's all I want. That's all I want from anything. Like any franchise based like deal, it's like mm-hmm. just don't overdo it. I hear Keep you. It, just don't 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 pump the just pump the brakes. It's fine. Um, apparently, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Anna De Armas is also starring in a um, Marilyn Monroe film called Blonde. It's being done by Netflix. Oh, that's her. Yeah, I saw a photo of it the other day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
And I didn't realize it was her. Yeah, apparently it's been given an NC-17 by, by the Motion Picture Association Whoa. of America for, quote-unquote, some sexual content. <laughs> oh, so they're really going to go with the JFK-Marilyn Monroe relationship, Probably. Like what it was really like. Uh, Woo! So... So when a man's all hopped up on methamphetamines and he's and he's the president. So he's the the most powerful man in the world is on meth and he's date and his mistress is the biggest supermodel of the day. Mm-hmm. So that would ugh. this is an interesting um, synopsis uh, described as a fictional take on the life of Marilyn Monroe. Uh, bl- uh, well, of course, it's not a <laughs> it's not a documentary, but Blonde is written and directed by Andrew Dominic based on Joyce Carol Oates's 2000 novel of the same name. The project has been in development since 2012 with Naomi Watts, Jessica Chastain previously attached to the leading role. Uh, further details about its plot and characters are still being kept under wraps, but joining um, the cast are Adrian Brody, Julianne Nicholson, Bobby Cannavale, uh, Casper Philipson, Toby Huss and more. Um, that's a great cast. It is a good cast. Um, that's a great cast. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely into this. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. we'll see it. Um, cool. All right. I'm I mean, the fact that it's NC-17, I'm like, you gonna pair it back? <laughs> I'll still watch it, but yeah. like, whoo boy. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be intense. It's gonna be quite the ride. That'll be one of those that'll be like AJ. Right. We. <sighs> We gotta watch this movie, but I gotta warn you. Yeah, <laughs> she'll be down. She'll just be like, ah, <laughs> oh, this is different. Uh, yeah. oh, this is a lot worse. Uh, the sap- she's the- not shy about that stuff. It's just how do you approach that subject with like how would you tell Julie right? Uh huh. Like how would you go about that? Be like, I really want to watch this movie, but like it's rated NC seventeen, but it's probably gonna be for sex stuff. But it's not. I'm not watching it for porn reasons or anything like. Like how would you go about? Like how do you start that conversation? It's just an awkward conversation to start because it already starts out making you feel like you're hiding something. Mm-hmm. I would probably just like not mention it and then just watch it, <laughs> and then I don't know, use it to get Julie in the mood. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. Um. Yeah, I probably just wouldn't mention. I'd be like, "Yeah, we should watch this movie. It looks good, right?" Um, oh, this is surprising to me. Oh, so much nudity. Oh, what? And see, now I can take your plan because AJ doesn't listen to the show, mm-hmm. so I can just not tell her mm-hmm. and then be like, "Whoa, wow, this is excessive." But it, are you know? But I was not expecting any of this. I was wow. not expecting any of this. I am outraged. <laughs> I'm going to write a letter. Um, <laughs> uh, the the Safty brothers and Adam Sandler are reteaming for another movie after Uncut oh, cool. Gems. Um, let's Ooh, see what's going to be fun. Um, Sandler confirmed the news, um, which has been rumored. Getting into the rug business this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the director's already hard at work on the film, and while nothing plot related was revealed, Sandler did note that it's going to be exciting and different. Uh, they're working hard on it, Sandler said. Their work ethic is bananas. They're always working, always writing, always thinking. I don't know what I can tell you, but it's going to be very exciting. It's different. But I don't want them to ever say, um, what the hell did you tell them that for? So I'll just let them talk about it. <laughs> That's um, smart. Yeah. Fair and smart. I'm totally looking forward to that. Um, my, any any guesses as to what you think it might be? And obviously, there, we don't know anything, but... Oh, dude. I dude, I can't even begin. Okay. Uncut Gems was such a surprise, man. It I was, was like, oh wow, like here we go. Adam Sandler's doing drama again. But I mean that as a positive mm-hmm. because I always like it when he does drama. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've preferred his his later as far as his later work goes, mm-hmm. or his middle to later career to, oh, to a more recent career. Mm-hmm. 
I have preferred his dramas to his comedies. Mm-hmm. His dramas just there's just more there's just more to him. Like his his comedies from the '90s, there's a lot to him and they're really good. But there's just something to his dramas and his his serious work that, man, it's it's just it's it's incredible. But um, yeah, I. I don't even know where to begin on what <laughs> on what they would be writing. Like I know. Uncut Gems was so surprising. Like it was good, but it I mean, I thought it was gonna be good, but I was like I was blown away by it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like with after that, it's like it's such a it's a unicorn, right? Mm-hmm. Like how do you fall how do you how do you find another unicorn after you've found a unicorn? Right. Well, they love making like very stressful kind of crime movies, so maybe they Oh, and they're good at it. Yeah. <laughs> my heart rate on my watch told me so. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that uh 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 Dave Batista and Palm Clementif uh showed up on Hollywood Boulevard in full uh costume as Drax and Mantis? No, I love that though. <laughs> yeah. Um I was watching Guardians Volume Two today. Oh yeah. Yeah, and just it strikes me. The beginning strikes me as they're just a bunch of shithead jokers, and mm-hmm. I think that's the thing we everybody loves the most about the Guardians mm-hmm. is that they are they're there for each other and their family, and there are also these like these badasses and all this stuff. But they're also not above putting a whoopee cushion in your seat or like you know like rack, like Rocket will just steal your eye mm-hmm. <laughs> like because he thinks it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> that is funny. Uh, <laughs> and they're all like that. Yeah, <laughs> I I I love the Guardians. Except for Gamora, she's the only like solid one that's just like, oh my god, you're a bunch of children. <laughs> yeah, I. It's uh, like just you and your best buddies going through space, like farting on each other's pillows, like, and then just getting into laser gun battles. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, apparently they were um, sh- uh, filming some stuff for um, the Guardians Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is supposed to be hilarious, by the way. I've been seeing some inside stuff where people have been saying, like, I can't tell you anything, but it's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to that for sure. Um, the, yeah, the, the, they, were at Ma- they were out in front of Madame Tussauds on Hollywood Boulevard, and it was... Of uh, course it was Madame Tussauds. That's perfect. Yeah, and it was decorated all Christmassy, so... Cool. Into that. Um, let's see. That's fun. It's it a good time was had by all. I always like it when they go out in costume and just to do like just fun stuff with the fans. It's like when Johnny Depp like it's it's much as everybody's like oh Johnny Depp right now like Johnny Depp did a fun thing when he dressed up like Jack Sparrow and just hung out in Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. for like a day. He didn't have to do that, mm-hmm. but he did because he was just like he wanted to engage with the fans and I'm like that's great man. Yeah, I'm totally like I love that. it when they do stuff like that. Like going to Madame Tussauds and hanging out in full costume and just greeting fans and hanging out. That's so cool. Yeah, I like when uh I yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Like let, let's take the magic. Let's take the magic to the people. I'm I'm into that. Yeah, to the streets, right? Yeah, exactly. Like that's the like it's the people that like that's the stuff that you're famous because of them, right? Like mm-hmm. you got to owe you everything you owe, you owe to the people. So like why would you not want to like <clears throat> you know, glad hand every so often. I'm not saying you should make that your life's work. And I'm not saying you should be fully open. Like, I get it. Movie stars are, you know, they're people too. (laughs) But every once in a while, you know? Like, I think on the frequency with with which it happens, it's perfect. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. Um, uh, Quavo from Migos is going to be starring in a film um, called The... Called Takeover. Um, Who is this? 
Quavo. He's a member of the rap group Migos. I am not familiar with this. Who is Migos? Migos, they're uh, they're three rappers from Atlanta. They're like probably like one of the biggest rap acts out of Atlanta right now. Um, oh, I need to catch up. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, I think weekly I'm just going to ask you like who do I need to listen to right now because what <laughs> I listen to, to that. is so – I would love it because I am so behind. Like I listen to all my stuff, but my stuff's all like – it's all metal and like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and I have know nothing about what's going on in like rap and pop and like anything like that. And you're obviously a DJ, mm-hmm. so I think I'm gonna weekly just be like three ba- like three groups, like three people, three groups, or whatever I need to, like a mixture of whatever. Like I need to list, be listening to this week and like deep dive and familiarize myself with. So I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, n- n- I will. I'll gladly help you out with that. Um- Perfect. I need it desperately. I don't want to turn into an out-of-touch old white guy. Like, I'm turning 38 this year, and I can't let it happen, Asan. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. It's um, not going to happen. Over my dead body. <laughs> uh, apparently, the movies, uh, uh, Quavo will, will play uh, the role of Guy Miller, a recent parolee who is attempting to rehabilitate his life, but finds himself thrown back into the world of Atlanta's thriving and seedy takeover scene, which is like a like a car scene. Uh, the report Ooh. also mentions that the film will explore the concept of sideshows and act in car culture where drivers take over streets and parking lots to perform tricks. Um, Quavo's been in a couple things. Um, he's oh, not totally he okay. he's not totally new to, to the, the okay. acting scene. He has cool. mostly cameo appearances. Um, he was in uh, the first season of Atlanta, um, which was... His, who was he in there? He, uh, he made a cameo role as like a, just like a... Uh, drug dealer guy. Oh, okay. So unless I know what he looks like, I wouldn't really. No, no, no. It wasn't like a main character. Um, okay. I thought, I thought I'd be able to know who he was just by that. No, but. no, no. Um, and he also made a cameo appearance in Narcos Mexico. Um, who is he in Narcos Mexico? Um, I believe <laughs> these are both shows I watch. So there was one scene in. Uh, it was early on in the Narcos in Mexico season where they, where they start. They start moving drugs into United into like the United States in the nineties mm-hmm. and they start and they meet up with like a, a few different local like ninety street gangs and mm-hmm. like he, he's the leader of one of the oh. it's like a very brief appearance. It's like Okay, it's, so again, unless I again, unless yeah. you know what you're looking for, uh, you may not recognize him. Bummer. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, good for him. I'm glad to hear he's moving on up. Yeah. So yeah, no, the cool things are happening there. Um uh, this movie looks interesting. Uh, on the count of three, have you seen this? No. It's a dark comedy led by Gerard Carmichael and Christopher Abbott. Um, Anna uh, by Annapurna Pictures. Annapurna has dropped the official red band trailer for Gerard oh, Carmichael's forthcoming directorial debut. He's directing this. Um, Ooh, cool. titled "On the Count of Three, the dark comedy film hits uh is scheduled to arrive in select theaters May thirteenth. I want to read this description. Go for it. Because this sounds freaking intense Mm -hmm. two guns two best friends and a pack to end their lives when the day is done Mm -hmm. oh what what are these gentlemen up to yeah i don't know and the and the tagline is it's a great day to be alive (laughs) yeah this looks um yeah the it's rated r for violence suicide pervasive language and some sexual references (laughs) I, All right, well, then I'm going to have to be careful with that, with the suicide stuff. Oh, there's even a, uh, oh, wow. There's even a um, a suicide, like, uh, prevention, uh, 
bumper also, at the I'm beginning be of the careful. film. Yeah, the trailer contains subject matter related to mental health and suicide. If you are a loved one in crisis, please reach out, and they give the number and all that. That's that's well, that's very, good. Good for them. Very mindful of them. Off to uh, I'll have to line. I want to see it, but I'll have to uh, watch it and then set it up to have like a therapy appointment the next day. Yeah. Um, this looks kind of Henry Winkler's in it. Henry Winkler's in it. Oh, yeah, this is the great. Fonz. That's, the Fonz is in it. I was just talking to him. The uh, not talking to him. <laughs> I was. Just, <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoa! I was about to be like, what? Excuse me. I was just talking about Henry Winkler to uh, some friends of mine, and to, we're just remarking about how funny he is consistently. He is such. Oh my God! He's so. JB Smoove's in it. Lavelle Crawford, Tiffany Haddish. Oh, that this is dude, gonna be great. <laughs> it's a great cast. Um, no, dude. Uh, no, Henry Winkler is. He's one of those. Uh, Doctor, Doctor uh, Saperstein. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh, yeah, that's <laughs> just the. Come here, my children. Come here, my children. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he's no, he's so good in Parks and Rec. He's so good on Arrested Development. Uh, he he's great. Yeah. Um, I love him. Let's watch a little bit of this. I think this might be worth watching. Um, oh yeah, I want to watch it. We can talk about it. Uh, I was gonna watch it after we hung up if we didn't watch it anyway. Okay. Let's see. All right. <laughs> oh yeah Papa Roach Papa Roach I'm headbanging Yeah <laughs> So Gerard Carmichael's character Even Wait, though Hold he- up Hold up uh-huh. Why is that us? Yeah that's us so, like, if we were on a stress day out, I'd be like, yes, we're doing this. You'd be like, it's two on the fucking nose. Yeah. So, yeah, Gerard Carmichael's character, though he has agreed to a suicide pact of some sort, he doesn't want to be on the nose about it and listen to yeah. Papa Roach while he, while he does it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. Tiffany Haddish is in this. <laughs> so his buddy tried to commit suicide before but failed yeah. and so yeah he's like i'm so now here they're gonna, he's time. gonna help them out they're gonna do it together yeah. <laughs> they now oh, have they oh, now geez, both have they're guns. both pointing guns at each yeah. other that is a horrible way to do it by the way yes i'm not gonna tell you the right way to do it but because that's an awful thing thing <laughs> <laughs> I need one more day. <laughs> oh man. Dude, this stop it, pause it real quick. I thought this was going to be a depressing movie. Uh-huh. I honestly truthfully think that this is gonna be so dark mm-hmm. and so like there's a certain when you deal with depression on a specifically like dark level and you deal mm-hmm. with it with dark humor like I do. Mm-hmm. There's a community of people that joke about it in a way that almost seems serious. Mm-hmm. But if you know what the thing is, you can tell it's like kidding. From the minute this started, I for a split second, I was like, I think this is a comedy. And now it confirmed it that it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm actually going to really find this movie probably one of the funniest movies of my entire life. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure this movie is going to be extremely resonant for a lot of a lot of people. Um now they're pondering what they're going to do with their last day. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, Henry Winkler. Okay, they're using their opera. They're using, since they will not see yeah. tomorrow, they're going to do That's whatever they want to do with no consequences, and they're going to try it. to do some good with it. So let's see. <laughs> Looks like they're very bad at whatever they're trying to do. <laughs> yes, seriously. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> they're trying to one-up each other's last words. So good. That that looks great. I think it's gonna be. Dude, great. that looks awesome. I yeah. Super I'm into it. My, super down. Um, I'm gonna laugh my butt off. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, let me make sure we're still going. Okay, cool. Um, I think I think I I have one more. You got one more, and then we'll get into Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, and this is probably not news to anyone, but um, the Batman is confirmed for a sequel. Um. If you are surprised, if you are surprised, <laughs> you should not be. You should definitely not be. And if you were confused why it's getting a sequel, I'm going to encourage you to rewatch that movie. Mm -hmm. um, it's the best Batman movie. Yeah, it's not the best Batman. Dark Knight is. It's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, they're I'm so excited. Who do you think is going to be the bad guy? Well, Penguin is still around. Um, so uh -huh. is Joker. So is you the... know what villain they haven't tackled in a while that would be perfect for this Matt Reeves movie? Who's that? Because it would fit with the sadistic, dark nature of the 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 universe that we find ourselves in. Who's that? Mister Freeze. Yeah, that'd be great. I think that would be that'd be awesome. Mister um, Freeze would be amazing to behold through Matt Reeves like con Matt Reeves like concept of oh yeah. I also like that they have like. I I kind of I kind of hope that the like the <clears throat> the penguin and uh the joker and um the riddler I hope they are not the main villains mm -hmm. for a while because I like that yeah. I like that they've set up that you know <clears throat> like the three sort of trinity of batman villains like are going to kind of at least we have the opportunity to like watch them kind of grow into who they're going to be as well, and mm -hmm. I hope they don't rush that process because I, I like the mm -hmm. idea of a Batman who has the ability to go to Arkham and like talk to the Joker and talk to the Riddler and like it, it'll be interesting to, to watch those three villains kind of become themselves. Uh, so I yes. hope they don't rush that process. I I do too. I you know it's one of those I would like to see them. It's kind of like the way Daniel Craig has done James Bond. Mm -hmm. Like he's done, he hasn't done the most movies. Mm -hmm. I can't confirm that. Hold on. I do know for a fact that he has been James Bond longer than any other person has been James Bond. Yeah. Because he's been James Bond since 2008 and he just quit recently, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I would like to see them do something like that, but with Robert Pattinson's Batman and Matt Reeves directing sort of a series of Batman movies where they can unfold it like a really long franchise yes. about you know, maybe five, six movies mm -hmm. and we can get all of the villains in on it and then have like, and then you could culminate it with hush. Yep. 
like and then that would give you time to introduce Huntress and and Robin and do the Nightwing and do Jason Todd and have mm-hmm. like all of this stuff and really introduce and do the saga of Batman by doing these vignettes in time mm-hmm. that are independent but yet somehow still linked because mm-hmm. in the end we do hush. Yeah, I'm super down. Like just take the time really build out the Rogues Gallery, allow this Batman to breathe. grow and yeah. Let it breathe. Like we, that's the thing we need now. Everything's been so rushed with superhero movies and say like, get it out, get it out, get it out. Mm-hmm. Let them breathe. Just let them breathe now. Yep. Like everybody knows everybody's fine. We don't need one coming out every other month. <laughs> no. It's cool. We're fine. Just um, relax. Yeah. I love that. They'll still make a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. They'll make more money that way. You'll make than more they money because yeah. you won't – you'll be able to do it longer because you won't tire your fan base out. Yes. Like I just recently became tired of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like to the point – and I have nothing against Tom Holland. I have nothing really against Spider-Man. I just finally after – since well, I mean, since almost twenty, almost twenty years, just shy, just two years, two years shy of twenty years, mm-hmm. or no, a year shy of twenty years, I'm finally tired of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but that's okay. That's what it should be. It mm-hmm. should you should let it breathe. Like, take time to like. And yeah, there wasn't a through line like what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But we're finally at a point where now I feel like we're poised where you can do. A Robert Pattinson over 15 years mm-hmm. 100%. as Batman and everyone will look forward to his next outing out as Batman and that would allow him to do his own other projects and, and Reeves to do his own other projects but then also work on that in the meantime and then not get fatigue yes. on creating this world and then we might get what I might call the perfect Batman series of movies and mm-hmm. if you argue with me on it I'll fight you. <laughs> I'm just saying if they're that good. If they're as good as I hope they will be, then, you know. I agree 100%. But yeah, I would love to see them be able to do that because that's the only way I could see Hush being fully able to be realized Mm -hmm. in in a meaningful and impactful way. Because you can do it, but it's not going to make sense unless you know what's going on, right? Right. And and unless you have the impact of the loss and the sorrow, because Hush is the thing, it it preys upon all of the things that have come in in Bruce Wayne's past before, Mm -hmm. and and it it predicates itself on the pain and the loss and the sorrow and all that, Mm -hmm. and so it really like kind of digs its hooks in, and so I don't see that being able to be completely and necessarily done unless you are able to do it over a 15-year period, but I feel like now we're at the point where fans would be grateful mm-hmm. for that yeah i know i would be totally i'm excited to see where the franchise goes i'm excited to see uh robert pattinson's batman like grow into batman and like start to like slowly become the batman that we know and love like i'm excited to how see that great process. would it be yeah. if in the series of a franchise we could watch batman go from year one to year 25 mm-hmm. with the same actor Mm-hmm. journeying with the same art design and universe build and that whole thing and then he goes from the beating and the stuff that we see in 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 the batman where he's this rough and tumble just like i'll beat you with my fist and then towards the last movie he's like shooting like auto batarangs out of his gloves and it's just like oh my god like you watch him build the tech and the gadgets yeah and you can see this fully realized story of batman oh my gosh i would yeah i would you could you, i could die happy after that yeah and then imagine i think that would complete my movie experience yeah and then imagine you know 10 years from now 15 years from now whatever like 
the Robert Pattinson Batman after going through all these Batman storylines and building up the rogues gallery and stuff like that. Like imagine this Batman encountering Superman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that's the movie yes! I want to see, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The Robert Pattinson that's been doing it for 15 years mm-hmm. and we watch him go from this destroyed, depressed where he, where we watch him go from using where instead of where we watch him reverse, where instead of using Batman as a as a thing, he becomes Batman but decides to use Bruce Wayne as the costume, where he mm-hmm. becomes the Playboy. Yeah. So it's Robert Pattinson, Bruce Wayne, Playboy, and we get to watch him do that evolution over there. And then you have the full dual identities, and he's been doing it for twenty five years. Let's yes, exactly. Let's see that fifteen year later Robert Pattinson Batman encounter a Superman that lands. And he's like. You can't keep doing this. And he just looks up at him and goes, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just shoots him with a kryptonite gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just starts beating the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Give me that movie. As this slightly unseasoned Superman is just like, oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You made me bleed. <laughs> no one makes me bleed. <laughs> Nobody. Um. Cool. You ready to get into this week's Moon Knight? Let's do it. All right. Um, I'm going to put a clap right here because um, I, I just need to grab my computer charger. It's uh, My computer's dying, so I just Love know it. where to cut this out. Um, go ahead and clap on your end. All right. I'll be right back. Cool. Okay, I'm going to put one more clap here. Okay, cool. Um, All right, so I'll bring us in. Okay, and we're back. Um, Let's talk about Moon Knight. Um, This was episode five called Asylum, uh, and it picks up where we left off from last episode, of course. Um, With a giant hippo lady. (laughs) With a giant hippo lady. Um, I'll give us a uh, a quick plot summary and then who was oddly charming. She was great. Yeah, I'll gi- I'll give us a. I loved her puttering around, just muttering to herself about Osiris. And I don't know yeah. Osiris. Is. I was just like, I like you. I want to see you come back. Totally. I'll, I'll give us a quick plot summary and then we'll get into uh, thoughts and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Asylum. The hippopotamus headed woman is the Egyptian goddess Taworet who explains that Spectre and Grant are dead and the psychiatric hospital is a boat sailing through the Duat, the Egyptian afterlife. She weighs their hearts on the scales of justice to, de- to determine whether they can enter the field of reeds, but the hearts are imbalanced uh, by hidden memories that she suggests they explore together. Grant sees a memory of Spectre's younger brother Randall drowning and Spectre's mother blaming him for it, while Spectre 
reveals to Grant how he became Conchu's avatar while on a mission with his partner, Bushman, who murdered Layla's father. Spectre and Grant convince Tauret to let them return to the living world to stop Harrow, and she steers the boat towards the gates of Osiris. Spectre reluctantly explains that he unknowingly created Grant as a result of their mother's abuse. Grant and Spectre reconcile with each other, but their, scale, their scales fail to balance, and hostile spirits attack them, dragging Grant into the Duat, where he turns to sand. The scales balance, and Spectre finds himself in the field of reeds. All right. What did you think about this episode? I like this episode a lot. Okay. Um... I like this episode. I think the I'm just going to say it up top. As far as monsters go in the show, these monsters were used correctly. Mm-hmm. This is when I want to see monsters. Yeah. Is when we're flying through a ocean sand, not in a head temple that's in the real world, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like this episode a lot. Um, the the way the show manages to communicate mental illness due to abuse mm-hmm. and The complications mm-hmm. that arise from from either from dealing with trauma and mm-hmm. suffering from trauma, I am continually impressed by the way the show keeps mm-hmm. handling it because they it, it handles it with a deft hand mm-hmm. in a way that's almost it's so smooth. I almost don't even recognize it until mm-hmm. after it's ha- after the fact that it's happened, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because it, commu- it manages to communicate the story in a way that you you still want to see what's coming because it has you're on a time limit, right? Like the scales are going to balance. Like mm-hmm. we have to go. We don't have time for this. And yet, it still manages to take time in the moments and really communicate in an effective way, in a very caring way. And and I think that. Yeah, in a caring way towards the mental, you know, the, the mental health community that that deals with that kind of stuff. I I, I don't really know exactly how I want to wrap that up, but I just it's <laughs> yeah. I'm always impressed with the way that they do it, and I'm I'm grateful. I think mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that, that's very honest. I I agree. I think that um, I think this could have been handled much worse uh, in the oh in gosh. the hands of lesser filmmakers. Oh, it would have been a freaking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would have been shouting at my TV. My TV doesn't deserve that. Yeah, I love my TV. Um, I was watching it with Julie, who is um, a mental health professional, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, she she had nothing but praise for it. Like even while we were watching it, Good. she's like, "Oh man, like this is so like handled so well." Like uh, Good because I actually wanted to. I was going to ask you today. Yeah. That was a note that I had in my head. Was going to ask you what Julie thought of this show, especially after this episode. Yeah, I I think it. it I think more than anything, I think her her praise of it in the moment was like, and and I have the same praise for it, not as a mental health professional, obviously, but as an right. as an appreciator of, you know, drama and 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 compelling storytelling. I think I didn't know that they were going to to try to really tackle this in this show, this show. I I kind of assumed they would just kind of glaze over it a little bit. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, he has too. multiple personalities. So, you know, big whoop. Want to fight about it? It's a fun thing. Yeah. It's like Deadpool's quippy thing, but he right. has multiple personalities. It's like, no. Yeah. I w- Which also, I had a buddy, my buddy Rex, uh-huh. who I've mentioned before, he had a great idea that Moon Knight and Deadpool should team up. That'd be amazing. If they haven't already, because the multiple personalities with Deadpool's personality would be <laughs> hilarious. Totally. 
Um, I, <laughs> Plus, yeah. they both like to just wholesale murder people. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds keeps saying that he's definitely not in uh, Doctor Strange, but he probably is. He probably uh, is. Uh, <laughs> and I Shut think up, that, Reynolds. Yeah. I, I I kind of hope that I'm so tired of them denying it. Yeah. Like just stop. I re- the fact is the fact is they've denied it and then it happens and then we're like, oh well now we can't trust you. So even if he isn't in it, I can't trust him if he's even being honest, which sucks. Because at this point, then that means now I can't trust anything he says because there's always <laughs> this like, well what if he's lying now? So it's like, oh my God. You, you know what I could totally see happening and and I would obviously this is a stretch, but I think I would yeah. not put it past Marvel to do this. I mm. would I would not be surprised if like Daredevil slash Ryan, or excuse me Deadpool slash Ryan Reynolds are like basically a surprise like co headliner of the movie like like a, a surprise co star oh. like I could totally see that happening to where like yes. the Illuminati is like you know <laughs> take this guy with you or something or whatever and he's like got to travel with Doctor Strange through the multiverse like I I could totally see something like that happen. Um, because we're gonna need some because this movie looks extremely dark and intense. Right. And if they're just and if that's just what they're gonna go with mm-hmm. for Doctor Strange, I'm wholly here for it. Yeah. I like dark. I like intense. Speaking of which, I forgot to mention it in the beginning, but if you haven't list, watched it yet, under the banner of Heaven on Hulu mm-hmm. is. It blew my mind last night. Mm-hmm. I was up till three. I started at one a.m. and I was like, "I'll just start it and you know, maybe see if it's any good, and I'll go to bed if it's not." Mm-hmm. And then five minutes in, I was like, "I'm gonna watch both of these episodes. I'm gonna be up till three this morning." Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. You need to watch it. I Andrew will. Garfield is an absolute like everybody in that in that in that show, like Sam Worthington and everybody. Mm-hmm. Russell uh, Russell Wyatt's in it, but like Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. oh, he's bringing it. Okay. Yeah, I like He's I like Garfield, it. so I'll Wholesale. definitely check it out. Sorry. So no, I just good. forgot to mention that up top. Anyway, uh Moon Knight, we were yeah. talking about We were talking Deadpool. about the, the Deadpool being in Doctor Strange. Yeah. I think it's I think I think he's going to be in it if not just for a cameo, like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he's in it for a lot of the movie. Also, that's the way you get Deadpool from the Fox universe into the Marvel universe and right. that's just how it happens. Yep. Um Oh, uh, we should talk. Did we? I don't think we talked about the new, like the final Doctor Strange trailer, at all. No, we didn't. Um, but we can talk about that at a later time. Let's talk about. Let's get back to Moon Knight. Yeah. Um. Uh. So anyway. Um. Yeah. I thought the the mental health stuff was really. Uh. It was really like earned. Like it felt like. It, it, it. Not only did they actually like depict like the moment that Stephen was created, but it really felt like. Mm-hmm. I really bought that, like, yeah, this kid would dissociate from this treatment. Like, and they yeah. managed to do so in a way that didn't make the mom feel like a cartoonishly, like, evil villain. No. You know what I mean? The, that was the scary part of, that was the scariest part about the episode to me. Mm-hmm. That's actually been the, actually, like, out of everything that's been going on in the show, that was the mm-hmm. scariest character of the entire show to yeah. me. I don't think we'll ever encounter a more scary character mm-hmm. because the way that they dealt with it, mm-hmm. it was it felt real. Yeah, it felt real, and it, it it was too connected almost. Yeah, and you're not totally against the mom in terms of like you know you're not like man she's an evil person. You you kind of get it, like you understand like she's grieving and doesn't know how to deal with it. Like so, there's almost like a layer yeah. of sympathy for the mother in this. Like I just thought it was all handled really well. Yeah. Um. The moment where, um, the moment where Stephen starts to realize that he's not real, I thought was really oh, powerful. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. 
um, real, quote unquote. Um, yeah, I thought this was all really good. Um, I'm still confused as to whether or not, like that, the stuff with um, Ethan, Ethan Hawke, yeah, Arthur Harrow as the Doctor, like where that exists and like if that's real or not. Like I'm still unclear about that kind of I stuff. I didn't understand. That was my one complaint about the episode yeah. was I didn't understand that part. Yeah, I, I like I was trying to get where they were going with it, but I, I really couldn't parse it. I'm like I don't it know. It would what have this made is. more sense if they were walking down a hallway and there were like windows to like memories and they were going in and out of memories right. and that's where you experience the pain and then like bringing it to like that's how you balance the scales, you know, yeah. or not balance the scales. But the the psycho the psychology the psychiatrist's office like back and forth didn't quite. Uh, didn't quite get it for me. Yeah, and then there's still uh, all of this. Uh, uh, like, in, in my opinion, all of this is leading back to whoever that other personality is in the sarcophagus when they first got mm-hmm. to the, like whoever was going on the killing spree and stuff like that. Like, this is all tied to that. Um, what trauma created that person? Yeah. <laughs> because if the abusive mother created Stephen Grant, yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! Yeah. Also, can we just? I'm just. I'm like a kid on Christmas. I'm like, let me open the present. What's in the box? Yeah. What's in the box? What's in the box? No, not like seven. That's a bad experience. I'm talking Christmas, man. Yeah. <laughs> God, no, not Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box in the middle of a, under, under electrical power lines, by the way, like in just a field. Like no dignity. No dignity. No dignity. No love. <laughs> just, just there it is. So like an object. Ugh, based, anyway, based on this episode, who, what, who do you think is in the box? Like, what do you think that is? What do you think that's that personality is? I don't know. And see, I'm reading through. I'm slowly reading through Moon Knight because uh-huh. I can't go too quickly mm-hmm. because I don't want to spoil it for myself. Once the show's done tomorrow, uh, yeah, tomorrow. No, Wednesday. Um, I'm time stamping this. Whoops. Uh, once the show comes, once the new episode comes out, I'll watch it. And then, um, yeah, and then uh, do you think St- I'll start reading hard. Do you think Steven is gone for good? I think they're going to figure out a way to get him back. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I think they're going to find out a way to get him back. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm, this episode also brought up the an interesting concept about justice that I found that I thought was interesting. Please share. So, uh, we talk about Khonshu. Khonshu mm-hmm. has Moon Knight go through and punish the wicked, beat them to death. Like, you know, beat the one, <laughs> beat up the ones that deserve it and kill the ones that do too. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the truly wicked, he is the one, the Avenger. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Amit mm-hmm. punishes those before. Before. Yeah. And the hippo lady mm-hmm. had a really interesting line, and I thought it was interesting that it's it it puts into the concept the two opposite points of the justice, and mm-hmm. also also enforces why Moon Knight is a good guy mm-hmm. for even for following Khonshu. Mm-hmm. Is that she goes, oh no, they were like, what are those? And she goes, oh no, and she's very sorry about it, and she says something like, but it ends they they were judged before their time. Mm-hmm. So while Ahmet may be punishing people. Like before, like you know, it's it's punishing people before their time, but that doesn't mean that it's justice. Mm-hmm. It's punishment. It's not justice. Khonshu is justice, not punishment, mm-hmm. because he's punishing the wicked, but he's punishing them. Like the, the the concept of you can't you know can't do it until 
it's like the you know you can't punish the person before. Right. It's like the idea of like Minority Report, right? Right. Where it's like you can't punish somebody for a pre-crime. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like that. So that is justice. It's like if you actually commit, because it gives the person an opportunity to change mm-hmm. and not do the thing if they don't want to do it in that moment. And I thought that was just a really interesting like concept to the way that this this show. And I think that hopefully. The show moving forward will will sort of categorize you know the concept of justice and why Moon Knight is a good person and does what it, it is at his core a good person is at their core I guess a good person and does what they do. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely some themes here that that you're that the show is tugging at and then I think you're also tugging at like the theme of like justice um, and and balance is like a big thing. Yes. Um, so that balance and chaos. Yeah. So all of that is 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 interesting to me because I, it, it's making me think about where they're going with this finale. Because next next episode is the last episode, mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> which I'm not ready for it to be over. I know this is the first the first Marvel show mm-hmm. that I'm like I'm not ready to be done. It's going to come don't, back. Don't be done. It's, you got to do at least a, a, only Marvel show I'll ever be like. 12, 12 episode season, man. You just got to give me a 12 episode season. I think season. the only reason they haven't announced a, any kind of follow up to this and the reason why they call it a, called it a mini series at first was because I think, one, they were unsure how well this was going to do, which, of course, mm-hmm. Moon Knight is an unproven quantity. Oh, and he's, it's a weird concept. Yeah, it too. is very it's hard weird. for people to handle, and it touches on some very touchy subjects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the show, ha- I, I mean, I haven't seen any of Disney's metrics. I would, I would imagine the show is doing well. Um, I could Everybody see, I talk to is watching it. Yeah, I could see this coming back either for another season or I could see this coming back. I could see them doing a film. Uh, and I think that, that would be, be really cool. cool. Um, and you could even do cool. it as a you could do it as a theatrical release. But I honestly think you could do it as a Disney Plus original Marvel film. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And just release it to oh, Disney yeah. Plus as a film. I think you could do that. Oh, I'd watch the heck out of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because all of this seems like, like it seems like this show is basically just you know it's an origin story, meaning that the last episode of this is going to be essentially the pilot for whatever they des- decide to do in the future. So right. I'm excited to see what that looks like. Here's the thing, though, uh-huh. about this character. Yeah, it's an origin story, but this is one of the only origin stories in recent like viewing that is necessary to understand the core of the character without this long setup Mm -hmm. you don't fully understand what's happening yep yeah no i i agree uh you this is yeah it's most a lot of superheroes like oh someone like someone died and it inspired like someone influential to the character died and it inspired the character to become something more and better than they are okay (laughs) i just described like 90 percent of superheroes yep (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking right now at the Moon Knight character. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page. Yeah, for sure. Um cuz I'm trying I'm to see you. I'm trying to see I'm at the fictional character biography and I'm trying to see how many personalities does Moon Knight have sort of like in the beginning. Like um yeah. let me see. Uh so the main personality is Mark Spector, a Jewish American. Oh yeah, that was the one thing I, I was bummed out about uh-huh. on my flight last night. Uh-huh. Is my Marvel Unlimited app wasn't working, so I wasn't able to just like shotgun all my Moon Knight comics, and I would have had more informa- information for you today. Oh no, it's it's fine. Um, oh no, I'm 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 not saying that as an apology. I'm pissed because it should have worked, and then the minute we the minute we landed, it was like, okay, I'm working now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you had six hours. Uh, let me see. Okay, as a teenager, Mark exhibits another uh, another alter in addition to Stephen named Jake Lockley. 
The appearance of this third uh, altar leads Mark's parents to send him to live at Putnam Psychiatric Hospital. Okay, that's pulled. Uh, that so that was pulled from the. Comics. I liked also real quick. I liked that they made. I kept they kept him Jewish. Yeah, I like that too. That made me so happy because mm-hmm. that's a big part of like some of the runs, mm-hmm. like from the eighties and stuff like that. When he's when it's a little darker, mm-hmm. is that part of his issue with like it's anti-Semitic? Like part of the villains are like anti-Semitic or something uh-huh. like that. Like, yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Spectre announces, yeah. But, so Jake Lockley seems like the other personality. I'm trying to see exactly how many there are. Um, doesn't give me. Uh, let me see. Because I'm wondering, does he keep all of them? As he continues. In the comics, he has over 10 personalities, but they rarely appear. His regular ones are Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, Jake Lockley, and Moon Knight. Okay. So we haven't met Jake Lockley yet. Or Moon Knight, technically. Technically, we <laughs> haven't met Moon Knight <laughs> yeah. either. Um, so, okay. That's that's all. That's good. I just wanted a little bit more background on that. That's great. So who do you think is in the, the box? Who's in the box? Jake Lockley. You think it's Jake Lockley? I think it's Jake Lockley. Okay, I think that's reasonable. I think, at given the events of this last episode, the re- real quick, go ahead. May I back up? Why? Sure. Go I'll for it. I'll just do a real quick spit it Please. out. Please. Uh, the reason why I think is because those are the main personalities, and if you didn't introduce all of those personalities by at least the end of the show, people would be pissed. Mm-hmm. At least true fans would be a little bit mad, and they'd tell everybody, and everybody would be like, "Oh, well, what? Why didn't they do that?" So. What you need to do is to keep people going, you need to introduce people to one personality. Keep them going and keep the tragedy and keep the reason why the split happened. And then at the very end, you introduce the next personality, and that's what the two of them now have. Or he has to deal with – Mark Spector has to deal with Lockley next season while they together try to get Stephen Grant back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I – yeah, that sounds good. Which also good. might be the next episode. Yes. Um Let's see what this is. So on Games Radar, they did a little write-up on Jake Lockley called Who is Jake Lockley? Um, we've almost reached a conclusion of Disney Plus Moon Knight streaming series. Um, let me see. Um, though the presence of a third, more unstable personality in Mark's, uh, Mark Spector's psyche hasn't been confirmed, the show has been hinting at his emergence, and some viewers are even speculating that the third personality actually showed up in Moon Knight Episode 5, though that's yet to be confirmed. Um, let's see. Um, Jake Lockley plays a specific role in how Moon Knight operates, and we've got all the answers to your questions. Okay. Um, originally, Moon Knight. So answer them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're trying to get us to scroll. Um, uh, okay. While the core identity of the name Inspector remained, I hate scrolling. Secret identity. He adopted the guise of Poshman. Okay. So originally, Moon Knight's uh, opposing personalities were depicted as disguises taken up by Mark Spector to further his personal goals as mm-hmm. a crime fighter. Um, while the core identity of mercenary Mark Spector remained Mark's uh, remained Moon Knight's traditional secret identity, he adopted the guise of posh millionaire Stephen Grant to hobnob with the white collar criminals at the top of society. Um, and on the other side of the coin, Spectre took on the identity of Jake Lockley, a rough-and-tumble cab driver with his finger on the pulse of the deepest reaches of the CD underworld and a wealth of criminal connections, not unlike Batman's alter ego, Matches Malone. Um, okay. I forgot that Batman's criminal alter ego was Matches Malone. I had no idea about that. <laughs> Dude, I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, so funny. So Jake Lockley is... 
Um, yeah, he's like a low-level criminal guy, a personality, probably with a Cockney accent. <laughs> you know what they might make him in this one, though? What's that? They might make him a hitman. Yeah. Or he might, yeah, I or... Because the amount of blood and the amount of damage yeah. that was done, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. Yeah. Unless Mark blacked out. Right. Huh. Because I'm wondering also, like... So, because the one thing about this show that's throwing me off, and I think it may be playing into some kind of twist that we're not expecting, is the is the scenes with Harrow and Mark in the yes. the in that psych ward where it's just the two of them. Because I yes, I still don't know what's going something. on there. Yeah. What? So here's another curveball idea that might be a thing. Throw it. It's established right now that Mark is the the real base personality like that's what his parents call mm-hmm. him yeah um until he creates steven um i could totally see a thing where um mark all the uh, the third personality being jake lockley mark doesn't know who jake lockley is like in the same way that steven didn't I know that, that mark too. exists maybe mark doesn't know that jake lockley exists yeah, I had that thought too. Mm-hmm. I thought because he even seems surprised by like what happened, right? Um, and so that, that's that why I was like, "Oh, who is this big bad that's like just angry as all get out?" Because I wonder. Yeah. Did we ever see? So we they it mentioned Bushman was mentioned in this um, as his old partner that killed everybody. Hmm. Um, do we see that happen? No, we don't. Okay. We come to it at the end. So uh, we walk up after it's already happened, and then Stephen uh, and sorry, Mark is dying on the steps of the Temple of Konshu. Yeah, um, do we see Bushman dead? No. Okay, because I could see. At least I don't think we. Do. Okay, I have to go back and rewatch it to see. But if we don't, I could totally seeing it be a thing where um, Bushman is still alive, and it wasn't Bushman who killed those people; it was Jake Lockley. <laughs> And uh, you know what I mean, and and Mark was just not aware, and he just assumed that it was Bushman because, well, Mark's like, I didn't do it. There was only two of us here. Someone killed the rest of the team. Um, oh no, he was. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, totally. I got you. Sorry, I got all. I got twisted around my head. No, we're good. Yeah, I got you. No, I could see that being a thing where, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, really, the third personality is the one who, like, has been going on the killing spree and killed the. Um, you know what's her name's uh, Layla's parent uh, dad yes. and kill all the people. I could totally see that being a thing. Well, no, Mark. Mark knows that 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 her dad died. Right. And he. Knows but he only that, knows that from stumbling upon it after it already no, but happened. He tried to stop. He was saying he tried to stop it. Oh. He knows that he tried to stop it. Okay. So I'm not sure if there's a disconnect and like the other personality came out or like what. That, I don't know. Well, because we, we have seen that. We've seen that happen before where like Steven will be trying to like interfere and then it will like the other personality will take over and there's just like a time jump and he doesn't know what happened. We established mm-hmm. that earlier on. So I could totally mm-hmm. see that being a thing where like, <laughs> like Mark's like, hold on, this wasn't part of the plan. Let's stop this. And then the other personality took over. And then to Mark, it was just like a time jump. He's like, whoa. You know, like what happened, and now he's bleeding, and he's like, ah, I don't know what's happening. Um, I could totally but if see he that. Killed, but if his other personality killed all those people, then that doesn't make Mark a good guy or Moon Knight a good guy. Well, Moon Moon Knight is not a good guy. 
No, no, I no, but I mean, it, it, but he makes him a bad guy in a way that, like, it, you know, do you? You're starting to like, he's not a good guy, but he's not a bad guy. But like, in this, for the sakes of, for yeah. the, he's the hero. He's supposed to be the hero. For the sake of the show, he can't be like a bad guy. Well, he's. It doesn't make him a bad guy. It makes Jake Lockley a an unhinged personality that wields the Moon Knight armor to do whatever he wants. You know, or what, mm. you know what I mean. And that mm-hmm. that becomes then the new the new sort of like arc is like no me and steven like we have figured out a way to be moon knight that doesn't require you can't you can't do this like you cannot just wholesale death (laughs) exactly yeah Uh, because i think mark is the main guy and i think it's important for him to stay a good person but i could totally see this third personality being this like loose cannon fucking crazy guy that they're like gotcha. that that mark then now has to rein in in order to try to because i think that's what the show is ultimately going to be about it's going to be about bringing harmony to those three personalities and realizing you mm-hmm. kind of need all three to be a successful moon knight that's exactly what it is yeah, yeah. so i could see that happening but you know and yeah, i don't yeah so that's just a pitch excuse me interesting no i it would be interesting if they took that route i'm mm-hmm. no doubt i would be i would be very surprised yeah. but in a good way yeah I'm, you know what i mean yeah needless to say i'm very excited to see what they do with this last episode <laughs> yeah yeah they're gonna have to cram a lot of, i'm like is this last dude what if this last episode is a movie i mean it probably is going to be it's probably going to be at least an hour like it has to be um no no i mean what if it's like a two and a half hour movie that'd be insane <laughs> How dope would that be? That would though? be great. Yeah. If that's what they call a miniseries, yeah. that's that's how they could do these offshoot superheroes that mm-hmm. are good but aren't good enough to do their own franchises. You can do miniseries about them. Totally. Where you do like five episodes and then a full blown movie. Oh my gosh! I hope they do it like that. I'd be so happy. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I I, I really have grown to like the show. Um, I think Moon Knight is a great character, and I think oh. I think Moon Knight is one of those rare characters like Ant-Man, like, um, trying to think of another example, like the Hulk, where I feel like they're better served being around other people, and so I'm mm-hmm. excited to see where they take this Moon Knight character. Um, yeah, me too. Because I'm excited to see him interact with other characters to play off him and be like, yo, this situation that you got going on in your head is crazy. <laughs> Dude, I want to see... They're really, really, really tickling my fancy for a Midnight Suns movie. Yeah, that. Yeah, they're I think really, it's coming. They're really going hard and, for a and Midnight I think Suns movie. That's why they haven't announced a, a Moon Knight follow up because a Moon Knight follow up may very well just be a Midnight Suns project. That's how they're. What if that's how they do it? Yeah. What if they totally. introduce the Midnight Suns through this combination of like five episodes and a movie? Yeah, I could totally that see that be, happening. That would be a masterstroke of being able to just do these little properties. You could do Alpha Flight that way. Mm-hmm. You could do. You could do. Well, uh, they just did God, it with. Could, um, they just did it with Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Like, see, half yeah. of season two or half of the Boba Fett season is another season of Mandalorian, <laughs> which I was not happy about. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I, get I was that. like that. I was like, no, this should be about Boba Fett. Let the man. And then last episode, let him team up. Mm-hmm. I get that. For sure. But, like, we have an entire episode about Book of Boba Fett that's about the Mandalorian and what he's up to. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's for that's for that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm watching this specifically for Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I watch the other one for Mando. Mm-hmm. They're different people. They're different characters, and I like them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they, they sh- If they were going to do that, they should have just, like, instead of calling it the Book of Boba Fett, just call it, like... 
Tales from Tatooine or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> that would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah. And then you could do whatever you want. But, you know. Yeah. They wanted the name recognition of Boba Fett. I get that. But, yeah, I mean, that sells. Yeah. The, the minute you sign that on, <laughs> people are just like, take my money. Yeah. All right, man. Dude, I had a great time talking about this stuff today. This is so good. Um, where can people find you on the internet, Derek? Oh, you can find me at Cinephile84 on Instagram. That's C, capital C-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-E-8-4. I don't post much. I'm going to start try and start posting more about comic stuff. At least, like, the same stuff I post, you know, to you, I'm just going to start sharing on my feed. So Definitely. you guys can start following me on that. Um, it'll just be re refeeding other stuff that I find. Um, let's see. Yeah, so you can find me there uh, on Twitter. I'm at Derek underscore Nickel. That's D-E-R-E-K underscore N-I-C-K-E-L. Right on. You can find me uh, on social media at Asan the DJ. That's at A H S O H N the DJ. Uh, you can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular on social media or at weeklyregular.com. Um, you can find my other podcasts on the Flagrant Ones Patreon, patreon.com slash flagrant ones. Um, yeah. Derek, thanks again for doing this, man. Also, hey, I've been listening to the Flagrant Ones, by the way, and dude, so good. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So good. If you guys are out there and you're not listening to the flagrant ones, go listen to the flagrant (laughs) ones. Please do. Um, It's good. Cool. Uh, Yeah. All right. If there's nothing else, Derek, thank you again for uh, coming back on the show. And we'll see you all next week.